1: Sean J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
2: All the things we can we damn good. I'm the best I'm the best I'm the best when they tug them out. Hang Keyshawn, J Will and Max, ESPN radio ESPN you the ESPN app you can click on the ESPN app you see more on the lower right hand corner click on that scroll down and listen live um oh, I'm, I'm at work I just got to work I you know, I gotta turn off the car. Damn, I wanna hear what you don't to app. talk about. You got a phone in your pocket, you can listen to us live. Period. Hey, good morning, Key. Good morning, Jay. What
3: up, man? What's happening? What shirt you got on today? What kind of shirt is that?
4: Bob's Big Boy. It's a it's Bob's a Big uh Boy. Yeah. it's like a franchise burger place from like the nineteen I'll Google it. I think it's like it's it's it was in the seventies, sixties, fifties thirties and it was famous. I think there's only like one left in the world now and it's like in Burbank near all the studios. Yeah, we're
1: it's like bring a, that
4: back. It it's like a diner type. It's mm-hmm. big time though. It's it's you know, sometimes you could wait up to two, two and a half hours to get a hamburger and now obviously I wouldn't be waiting that long, but people <laughs> people feel that way. You know, I think They're it was like spot- one of the original spots to have big thick
2: fries. There's yeah. so many spots like that in LA where it's crazy. Like you'll be you. You remember Nazawa Sushi in the Valley, Key? Yeah, eight hundred dollars for a piece of fish. And, and by the way, it's in a little strip mall in the Valley. Looks like nothing, right? But every A-list Hollywood person's there online, waiting to get in there. And I think there's. I think there's. Is there one in New York? No, Nozawa Nazawa retired. His kids opened up a place called Sugarfish.
4: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sugarfish. Yeah. Yeah. But but outside of Sugarfish, I think there's there's another in Manhattan. There's one of those spots where Oh, oh oh yeah yeah you yeah. get omakase for like you know Jay it's like $1000 <laughs> nah, uh-uh. and it's only like 3 pieces 10, of sushi no but it's only like seat like 10 people
2: and it's like waiting list for months now what was great about Nazawa he was a boxing only fan only you can go there Jay and a Yankees fan so I was good but people would line up these A-list Hollywood sites in this little strip mall in the valley to get in to get this sushi, and mm-hmm. then he would give you what he gave you, and you're supposed to eat that. If you asked for it, you know, like you had some of these A-list Hollywood people going, um, can I have da-da-da? He'll push, you, he'll make you leave. He would go like this. He would look at them. It's a little small place. He would go, yeah. please leave. Yeah, make They'd you have leave.
4: to get out. <laughs>
2: yeah, make you leave. They do that
4: now. They do that uh, to a degree at Sugar. They kind of... You ask for something, and it's a whole, oh, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. It's
2: good, but it's a whole thing. Yeah, but key, I was a Yankees fan and a and, and a boxing fan, right? Like, that's what he was. Mm-hmm. So, oh, we got along. I could sit at the counter. He'd be giving me uh, those Toro rolls. Oh, is that All right, listen. Enough of uh, Bob's big boy. <laughs> and sushi. Here's the question, because we're in New York. We're on in New York right now, guys. And in New York, you know what they're asking? We're on a- Are the Mets going to win tonight? We're on a yeah, lot yeah, of questions. Yeah, some people that, are that, asking. That. That's what I'm asking myself. Some people are we're, asking. We're that. wearing that's our true.
3: black jerseys tonight. That's true. no.
2: Okay. Some people are asking that about the Mets. Okay. Yankees gonna win? Oh no, Yankees not a wild card. They don't have to stress that. That's, anyway, the point no is, Dodgers. No, Dodgers, no, Dodgers not a wild card. No need for that. that. I don't even know what wild there's, card is. What is that? There's, there's <laughs> no need. Everybody it's has, has different
3: races at different times. We're fine.
2: Don't have to bring race into this, Jay. Look, would here's what New Yorkers want to know, Jay. Would you sign Daniel Jones to an extension? And, and let me let me let me push this out a little bit more. Hmm. What kind of extinction? Because people are asking that, and they're also asking, do you trade Saquon Barkley now while his value is high, and you know you ain't winning the Super Bowl this year, and you don't know if you want to give him a giant contract, right? And part of the logic of that is, you trade Saquon, you get some draft capital, you package that up to move up in the draft case you win too many games, they get a great draft pick, and you want to draft a quarterback. So it all ties together. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley trade, and the quarterback draft. Jay, what do you do? So You're a Giants fan.
3: I'm a realistic Giants fan, too. We've talked about this. I really do think that the Giants are 3-1 and one right now, but after our next three games, we're going to be 3-4. and four. I think we're going to lose to the Packers in London, uh, especially with Daniel Jones being injured, trying to get back, bringing up Davis Webb. A lot of guys aren't even making the trip. Then you got the Ravens at home. I, I don't see our defense containing Lamar Jackson at all. And then you've got to play a really tough game down in Jacksonville versus the Jags. So if, if we're looking at this thing three weeks from now saying we're three and four, and it starts to spiral the other way, like does it make sense? And I'm, key, I'm starting to think this way. As much as I don't want to trade Saquon Barkley, if his usage rate is high and if the numbers are looking good in these losses, do I want to keep putting him out there on the field if it's going the opposite direction and keep jeopardizing him to get injured? Or do I want to keep his stock high and see if I can get as much in return as possible to move up in the draft? And then I'm looking at Daniel Jones saying, hey, if I can move up in the draft, if I have a chance to get a guy like CJ Stroud, how do I get him to be that bridge quarterback? That can build between where the franchise is now compared to where it could be if I can get that quarterback in the draft. That's the kind of move I'm looking at making if I'm Brian Dable or Joe Shane.
2: Mm. Uh, no, he, he looks like he just saw an accident or something. Why? Why? Because you know, I'm just thinking about the
4: college quarterbacks. I watch a lot of college football. I said CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. No, no, C.J. CJ Stroud. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say you didn't, Jay. I just said I watch a lot of college football and I've seen a lot of these quarterbacks all the way from Kentucky to Stanford to Florida to C.J. Stroud to Tennessee to Bryce Young. If I'm not getting C.J. Stroud, I'm not moving
2: Barkley. Let me ask you – okay, let's let's follow that along, though, Key. Let's say your plan is to move Barkley in order to get the draft capital – to get C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Forget about everybody else. You're not that impressed. Is C.J. Stroud impressive enough to make him the focal point of your offseason plans? Where, where, where I got
4: to get up to getting him because I'm yep. assuming C.J. Stroud, I don't know. Obviously, we don't know how the thing's going to shake out. We can only look at the teams at the bottom right now and say, oh, well, they're going to fizz out if if the giants are picking in it cuz i think cj stroud at the quarterback spot is a top 5 guy if you're picking in the top 5 then you got to lose a lot of games to get into the top 5 and you're going to have to move up because if the giants are in that teens you ain't climbing
2: from the teens but that's what i'm saying in other words that's what i'm asking because saquon would move for draft capital you package that up with other draft that capital that ain't
4: that ain't a, you giving away now you are getting ready to give away the world how you going to build your team if, I, if 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 Saquon Barkley is let's just for conversation's sake say I get two threes for him, okay. So I got the two threes for him. Mm-hmm. Now I give you those two threes plus, plus the, my one plus, plus another two. one in the future plus yeah. a two it, like I ain't got nothing. Right. Now now I'm I'm in trouble. So but let me
2: ask you if, something. If it was Patrick Mahomes, and I like I would do it all right, knowing what I now know about Mahomes. What I'm asking is. Does C.J. Stroud have superstar upside? That's really what I'm asking. I, I think he does. I think he
4: has superstar upside, unlike the, the late Dwayne Haskins. When he came out of school, he wasn't ready for the National Football League, where C.J. Stroud has been there. He needs to mature a little bit more just from a from a mental standpoint, but as far as his physical tools and the things that he's been able to do at Ohio State, He's been underneath the center for three years now. It's a it's different where a guy only had a year start and then he elects to go into the draft. So you're dealing with something totally different. But C.J. Stroud, it can put himself in a position for many teams to want to move up to get him. Right. I don't necessarily know that the Giants would serve themselves well to
3: mortgage off the future. To get him. For, yeah. for C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that that's the case. I'm, I'm with you, Key. I, I, look, that's a pie-in-the-sky scenario for me because I like C.J. Stroud a lot as a, as a future NFL quarterback talent more so than I like Daniel Jones. But let me tell you what I'm afraid of happening. and Who knows how this will work out? Even though I'm not that big of a believer, I know you guys are. I listen to Max Kellerman every single day and every time this name pops up all I hear is the following statement all he does is win so it makes me think as a Giants fan that Jimmy G plays this year for San Francisco they're obviously moving on with Trey Lance Kyle Shanahan has made that known it seems like by default that Jimmy G is playing for the 49ers so if you do want to hold on to Saquon Barkley if you don't believe in Daniel Jones as the answer if Jimmy G hits free agency do the Giants go that route? Max, what, uh, that's your that's what, that's your but, guy. All he does is win. Would you be but, happy with Jimmy G and Saquon Barkley?
4: But you bring in Jimmy G to the Giants with
2: what? Yeah, that's the point. I, I don't, I don't Jimmy know. G Jimmy G all he does is win, but he's not gonna take a bad team and elevate them. Yeah, all the, all, so but, what what he can, but what he can do is take a team that has a lot of elements in place that another quarterback doesn't take advantage of. And he'll take advantage of, but I'm not. Right?
4: But I'm not giving Jimmy G twenty five million dollars a year in free agency. I'm not doing that. Do you think he'll garner that on the market? It's the, it's what it is, man. If if you think he's going to be a starting quarterback in free agency, you got to pay him as such. You can't get him for pennies on a dollar. Twenty five for a quarterback ain't that
2: bad nowadays, really. That's no, but I'm. I, quarterback. But, I, but, I, but I'm not doing it. I'll right? give him. And I'll just, give him twenty five. for a middle class deal. Oh, so you gonna give him three years, seventy five million to be your quarterback? I, but put it this way, Key, fully guaranteed Gi- too. Key, now, not Max. the Giants, the Colts. If I were the Colts, I might do it. I'm, I'm not, not doing, doing that if the I'm Giants. the
4: Colts. I just did that with Matt Ryan. I exactly. did that no, with no, Carson but that's, Wentz. That, that, I did that, it with Phillip Carson Rivers. Wentz,
2: Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's old. Carson Wentz was no good. Jimmy G is different, and that's Jimmy what G breaks down. Like well, you got to think too. about, you got to think too.
4: about all of those things. And when you're talking about the New York Giants, and you're talking about their football, Saquon Barkley, for instance, Saquon Barkley is a centerpiece of an, a, a team that has a foundation that he's on that they continue to keep building. Those picks that the Giants can that have or whatever they do, you go out there and you draft guys like Jordan Addison that we talked about. Yesterday, you get that type of receiver, you go get another guy, you go get a tight end, you go get whatever you need, some defensive players, and maybe Daniel Jones is doing just enough with those pieces around him to elevate him up even more in a second, third year within Brian Dable's system. So I what do agree. you sign Daniel
3: Jones to, Key? What do you sign him to, like a uh, $10 million a year? Well, probably, two 15, years, million a year? You years, probably 24. could
4: get him on a decent, a decent deal. I mean, you could cuz look it makes in the me open feel like we're just
3: treading water again that's the. but no, that's, that's what not, they're doing they're building not, we're they building
4: you are you're, you're, you're not treading water you are building he is okay but jay forget that he's been in the league right just forget it yeah forget that he's been in the league just get it out your mind he's with a new coach this year yep forget those other 3 4 years or whatever it has yeah, been Andrew Jones
2: looks good so far to me is this just year key
4: forget it we're just building think, <laughs> <laughs> Just think about this year and this year alone. If you looked at him as a rookie because he doesn't have an extension or you looked at him as a guy in free agency and he was doing what he's doing right now, you would say, well, that's, that's okay. We got to put some pieces around him and continue to keep getting better opposed to looking at where he got drafted and looking at Gettleman and looking all at, yeah, no, at all you're the right. negatives he, I think he's playing pretty in well. the past that has Condition your mind to believe that the guy can't play in the I, NFL. I got look. I, 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 he, he I think play. he's playing pretty well. You no, but what I say I when I say can't, ceiling is. Keith. But see, when I use the word "can't play," Jay, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about when I say "can't play," justifying the sixth spot in the it's, NFL. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he does not justify the sixth spot as the draft. Here, here's the bottom line. At all.
2: Here's the bottom line, guys. I believe Daniel Jones played well enough that there's a market for him that doesn't include just the New York football giants right now. There's a for small, example, if sliver. I were the Indianapolis Colts and I'm not going to draft a guy, he's better than Matt Ryan right now. Right now, he's better than Matt Ryan. He's better. If I, like, there are teams out there yeah. that would look at Daniel Jones and go, that's an upgrade over the guy we got. I think he's an upgrade for the Panthers. I think he's an upgrade for the, for the Colts. Yeah, the is? Panthers are being positioned against CJ Stroud. Though. Right, that's yeah. the thing. They're they're swinging for the fences. That owner, Tepper is it, Tepper is not trying to be good. He wants to have a great team and and he's willing well, to Well, Tepper swing for the should fences. call
4: me and let me help him put his team, his organization together. I'll do it for free.
3: That means Baker Mayfield is going to be a backup quarterback in, yeah.
2: in the NFL it's moving pre- forward. That's pretty clear, I think. That's what that means. Tune for football action Sunday as the Jets well, host really the Dolphins. Do Coverage L-I-K. begins at noon Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Guys, you ready to play okay. real or not real? Let's get it. Absolutely. Pat Costello.
3: Who's
4: not?
5: Pat Costello, what we got. Well, Max, you just mentioned it. The Jets are three and a half point home underdogs versus the Dolphins. We're playing real or not real underdogs who will win this week. So real or not real, the Jets will win at home as the underdogs versus the Dolphins. You asking me? Sure. We'll start with you.
2: I think it's real. I think the Jets are going to score an upset here. I don't think the Dolphins have looked good recently. I think that the Jets are trending in the right direction. And I think it's the kind of game, you know. You have to look for some like surprising upsets in the NFL. In the when you look at the schedule, oh, that circle it. That might be an upset. Uh, This one looks that way to me. Smells that way.
4: KJ, what do you think? Not real, not real. And I give. I'm giving Robert Sala another receipt. Um, (laughs) It's not real to me. I think Teddy Bridgewater could certainly guide the ship and take care of business. A professional quarterback in the National Football League he's been a winner he knows how to win he knows how to come in in tough situations and replace starting quarterbacks he's done it for the majority of his career I think when you look at this situation Miami still has a solid defense you know they went in faced the Cincinnati Bengal team that you know was has been playing really great at home on a short week they lose their quarterback I, I I like Miami in this situation.
3: I like Miami as we as, as well as real. Of course you do. As well. Uh, yes, of course I do. Yes. With even without Tua. Yes, Key. I am a Miami Dolphin fan because they have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And I, I think that speed on the outside, I think that defense steps up, and I think they get a win on the road. Yeah. We're playing or they real cover.
5: Not- <laughs> How about <laughs> well, that? That's very real or not real underdogs who will win this week, the Giants are eight point underdogs. Against the Packers, the Packers are technically the home team, but remember this is a London game, so really not real. The Giants will win this week. Not real. Not real
4: at all. We talked about Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones obviously is dealing with a little bit of health issues on the ankle side of things. Um, Davis Webb should be elevated from the practice squad as his backup if anything goes wrong where he can't play. But the Packers are playing a different style of football. I know everybody's looking at Devontae Adams in, in at the Raiders and saying, well, the offense is struggling because Devontae Adams is gone. The offense really isn't struggling. I understand Aaron Rodgers wants to continue to bring that, oh, we got to get better and, and OBJ conversation. So people automatically assume with all that that this offense is bad. The defense needs to play a little bit better. I think that they will. And they continue to need, need to continue to develop the young receivers in Romeo Dobbs and company. So the Giants, no, they won't win in London. Sorry.
3: Yeah, I'll say not real. I think the Packers lean heavily on their run game and their solid defense, which they'll control the clock. I don't see them struggling to, to win this game at all, frankly. And, I mean, like, Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, they didn't even travel with the team. Like, I man, I, I like Richie James a lot. I like David Sills. Like, we're, we're referring to practice squad people, like, trying to make big interceptions. I mean, receptions for our team, it's a problem.
2: Yeah, not real. Although I think that this is, I, I think that I, I think what Jay just said is right. The defense and the run game of the Packers, plus you know a better quarterback, obviously, is going to be the difference. You know, games in London though, that can get a little funky. It might be an interesting game, but but the but the Packers going to win.
6: You Re- mean
5: the game, not the smell, right? Man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, we're doing real or not real underdogs who will win this week. Pittsburgh are fourteen point underdogs at Buffalo. Real or not, real, they? They will win this week.
4: Not real. I haven't. I don't think I've ever seen, a, and I and I could be wrong, but I don't think I've ever seen a team be fourteen point underdog to the National Football League. What does that tell you? They feel about that damn team. They feel like the Steelers ain't got a chance of prayer in hell to go into Buffalo and win. Although they did a year ago or two years ago, that for that matter, against the Pittsburgh Steelers on opening day. I, it's not real. I, it's the Steelers doesn't have a chance.
3: I, yeah, man. I, I'm going Buffalo all day long here like I like Kenny Pickett a lot I think that he has the moxie I think that he has the bravado to be a future leader for the Steelers organization I think he fits perfectly with Mike Tomlin I do not put all those interceptions on him in his first game against the Jets but this is a hell of a first game to have a start against the Buffalo Bills and that defense even with their secondary being a little bit banged up I think Bills win pretty
2: easily here yeah Bills win this game not real
5: Cleveland, our two-and-a-half-point underdog against Los Angeles, Justin Herbert's Whoa. crew. Real or not real, they will. Uh, Cleveland will win this week, Key. Not
4: real. I don't think the Cleveland Browns go into Los Angeles and beat the Chargers. I think the Chargers win this game. Justin Herbert's ribs are a little bit better. Each week they get a little bit better, a little bit better. He has Mike Williams. He's had, He has Gerald Everett at the tight end spot. I don't know the status of Keenan Allen, but they still have enough. Although Bosa is out, they still have enough in in J.C. Jackson and Derwin James and Khalil Mack and company to pull off a victory.
3: Oh, this is a tricky one. It is. This I is agree. a tricky one for me because that pass rush man, Miles Garrett, gets his hands on Justin Herbert, knowing how fragile he is. And I, I get all the weapons. We talk about the weapons, but I, I think I might pick the Browns to get this one done at home.
2: If you like the Browns, to me, it's because the Chargers are missing their best pass rusher. They're missing and here's the key, you bring up Miles Garrett. That's the best guy coming off the edge. Basically, it's hard to get better than that. And Slater's out for the year. Slater had such a good rookie year. I mean, they they the great rookie year. They pick him to protect Herbert's blind side. He does exactly what he's picked to do and he goes down for the season and you're facing an elite pass rusher on the blind side. That's a tough matchup. And in addition to that, your receivers like it <laughs> Yeah, I guess he's getting him back, but still, it's you're not in the flow of things. Whew, I'm gonna say real. I think the Browns can upset him.
3: Key, I'm gonna put some money in your guy, Jacoby Brissett. There you go.
4: No, I mean, I, I don't. You know, I just think that L.A. and
2: in the defense,
4: and I, I just yeah, I hear mean, it comes down to Herbert's
2: know. ribs, as you said, Key. How much better is he feeling? Right?
5: He's feeling better. He's feeling better.
2: If well, Herbert's I- good, I think they'll win. If he's good.
5: One more quick one here. We're playing real or not real. Underdogs who will win this week. Chicago is seven-point underdogs at Minnesota. Real or not real, Key? Chicago wins this week.
4: Not real. Uh, uh, Chicago's offense is just not – it's nothing there. It's cute to see Justin Fields run around and protect himself and give some hope and prayer, but I think Minnesota's a much better football team than Chicago. The Vikings are sitting at 2-2. and I I just don't – and they're trying to – catch the Green Bay Packers, it's just not going to happen. Sorry.
3: Yeah, I I don't see it happening for Justin Fields. I think he is the long-term answer for the organization, but I I think the Vikings are a better
2: team. Not real. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune in for college football action tomorrow as LSU hosts Tennessee. Presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Coming up, guys, one team who is trying to win that their division.
1: Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio. Everywhere you are.
6: Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
0: Third and six from his own 23 play clock to one. They get it off. Looks left.
3: Intercepted.
6: Left. And it's intercepted. Eric Kendrick's near side. 2015 pass.
2: Kijan J. Willemax, ESPN mm-hmm. Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN mm-hmm. app, ESPNU, your smart speakers. Mm-hmm. Download the podcast. Mm-hmm. By the way, that was a KFAN you just heard the sound mm-hmm. from. We are joined now on Kijan J. Willemax, where you can call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Is, is Mark, Mike McCarthy getting easier to root for? That's what we've been asking. By the way, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. We are joined now, Key and Jay, by Eric Kendricks, all-pro Vikings linebacker. What's going on, Eric? What's up? How you doing?
4: What's happening, man? How you doing, you must, man? You must be really having a really amazing season to be on this show because I typically wouldn't have a bear on our show being a Trojan.
7: It's okay. i um, you know i feel like you know we got the we got the best of you guys last year you know when i played like you know i won 3 out of 4 but mm. not 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 by counting any counting any wins or losses but um yeah it's a cool school you know for sure
5: <laughs>
7: <laughs>
2: okay uh, alright E, I see you <laughs> so so what was it like playing in london
7: I mean, you know it's always it's always weird you know um i feel like the the week of preparation is always the the weird part you know staying in a, in a in, like, a hotel, you know. Uh, but, you know, once you get to playing, once you get to warming up for the game and you're in a different stadium, it's it's really cool. You know, um, you see the um, – you hear the national anthem, you know, ours and theirs, and, you know, you can't help but just feel like, hey, you know, we're out here in London playing. Um, it's a blessing.
4: Eric, you guys beat the uh, Green Bay Packers in week one. Do you feel like and – and I don't want to, you know, uh, get you – in trouble or hyped or anything, but do you feel like you guys are ahead of the class in the AFC and the NFC North having beaten the Packers already?
7: You know, um, that was the first game. and Yeah, we played well, um, but you know, we have another NFC matchup this week against the bears and uh, we're really just trying to solidify ourselves in the division. Um, it's still early in the season. We're still um, working on some kinks. You know, we, we have, we are off to a great start. Yes. But uh, our standard for, 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 our play is, is, uh, is really high. So we're still working out some kinks, looking to get a win this week. And, you know, uh, we'll see what the chest fall.
3: Eric, I, I've been in one of the one on the show stating from the beginning that I think out of all the seasons that I've seen, you guys are perfectly suited to be that team in your division and surpass the Packers. And I know that they're a standard, and I know that the Vikings are the team that's been right there. But I'm curious, in your mind, what sets you apart? What sets the Vikings apart from the Packers?
7: I think just uh, when it comes down to situations and when it comes down to, um, you know, playmakers on offense and defense, you know, we got to just we got to just uh, rise to the occasion. You know, um, obviously they have guys as well. You know, they have guys who have been doing it, too. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not about them. It's about us. And it's about what we got to accomplish. And we're hungry for it.
4: You've been in the league eight years now. You you're a pro bowl player. You've seen many, many quarterbacks and offensive weapons and things of that nature. How good is Jalen hurts
7: though Jalen hurts man he uh you know we when we were watching a film um that i think we played him week two um we watched a film he did a lot of running you know a lot a of, lot of running out of the pocket, especially that his first game you know he was kind of scrambling but versus our game he kind of really locked in and started passing the ball um effectively so it was a surprise by me and um you know he was good he was really good
2: where where's the where, where's your confidence right now? Like as a team,
7: our confidence mm-hmm. is high. You know, I think I think uh, our confidence in one another and, and our coaching staff is really high. Um, I think it's just it's it's just early in the season, so you know um, we we were battle tested a couple times early. We had a couple close games, and it's about you know um, being good in all three phases. You know, every game uh, we, we we gotta we gotta we gotta be uh, situational masters is what we like to call it. Uh, we gotta know we gotta know what the clock is like in, in certain situations. And then we got to execute. You know, our guys got to beat their guys every time.
4: Eric Kendricks, eight-year linebacker with the Minnesota Vikings, UCLA Bruin, joining us this morning on Keyshawn J. Will, and Max, of course. Eric, so you had an opportunity to play against Jalen Hurts, and you game-planned a certain way against Jalen Hurts. But you got a quarterback coming up this week weekend that's very similar in style in Justin Fields. How do you approach the game different from Jalen
7: and Justin? Um, I think I think as far as a rush plan, I think they both obviously can uh, you know do do a lot of things with their legs, but um, you know they are a little bit different players, a, little, a, a little much different offensive scheme. But maybe we can see something that you know uh, trickle over from the Philly game into the game this week. Uh, but I think I think especially on defense, I think uh, you know our number one uh, priority. And this goes for every single game I've ever played in. Is to stop the run. I think once you stop the run, um, you know, and your offense maybe put up a couple points on the board, you know, the game, the game just naturally changes. So I think that um, going into the game, our our, our objective is always should be stop the run. Mm.
2: What's the game? So, so right, so so you stop the run, you think you can win. Um, that makes <clears throat> sense. That's usually how it works. And, and you're confident in all three phases of the game. Uh, apologize for that question. How confident are you? It was a little bit. Can I be frank with you? Man? <laughs> can I be, I, I'm gonna be really frank with you.
3: I'm very non-confident. I'm gonna
4: be frank yeah. with you, what's he, what's
2: he supposed to say to that? Is
3: Kirk Cousins it? And I know he's your quarterback, man. But it, like, we have this conversation all the time. Like, everybody starts ranging quarterbacks, and you know, where does Kirk Cousins fit into it? And people get into debates, and they say, you know, well, you know, it, it's it's Kirk. Tell me why Kirk Cousins is the answer for your team to get you guys where the hell you need to be.
7: Man, I feel like Kirk is playing his best ball. You know, um, I think that started from the spring. Um, and honestly, I think that people just love to hate Kirk for some reason. You, I'm out here on the media. You know, anytime we have a matchup on primetime, people just, it's just easy. It's easy for, for everybody to just hate on him. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not even worried about Kirk. Kirk's going to do what Kirk does, and um, he's going to show up for us big time.
4: You, this is your, you know, you played for Coach Zim seven of your eight years in the National Football League, Eric, and now you got a new head coach, an inexperienced head coach in Kevin O'Connell, who comes over from the Rams, brings some of those same principles from Sean McVay to the Rams. How different is it from being with Coach Zim to Kevin O'Connell?
7: Um, you know, it is, it's, it's much different, you know, um, I learned a lot of football from Zim, you know for sure. Um, can't replace that the, the knowledge I learned from Zim, um, but it's it's just different. You know, he's a first of all, he's an offensive minded coach, um, and you know we got a lot of experience on our staff. You know, I know he's the first first time head coach, but um, you know he brings the energy to the to the to the facility, he brings the energy to the to the to the to the field, and um, you know everybody's bought in right now, so uh, let's ride.
4: Uh-oh. No, no. I don't want Uh-oh. you to say let's ride. I don't want you Hey, Eric. I don't hey, want you to say that. Yeah. I want you Hey, I don't want you saying that. You know what? Man. You know what? You're crazy. You know what crazy now. is?
7: I can't even I can't even really say that with anybody. It was just it was completely taken, you know, you know. Now when you say that, it's just like everybody knows what it is. who said it? What type of talking about. So I guess I got to eliminate it from my vocabulary. You
4: just yes. you, you just made yourself a social
2: media <laughs> darling, I'm sure. There'll be some memes <laughs> or something out there on you in a minute. <laughs> that is Eric Kendricks, ladies and gentlemen. All pro Vikings linebacker. Thank you, Eric. Good luck, all Eric. All right, E all fight right.
3: on. Take it easy, y'all. <laughs> wow.
2: Just <this, this laughs> had
3: to get the fight on in there, Key. Can't help yeah. yourself, can't you? Cel A man. Here, UCLA
4: Bruin, man. He, I can't I can't.
2: Here here's the question, nope. guys. Will Jay's beloved Mets be able to bounce back from their NL East collapse
1: from your radio to your smart speaker and phone now playing ESPN radio or watch on ESPN2 Keyshawn J. Will and Max live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN radio and on ESPN2
0: have you ridden an electric e-bike yet you need to check out electric e-bikes today the number one selling e-bike in America so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot
6: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Let's
4: right. I can't hear Let's
2: Ride anymore. That's the problem. It's been like, ruined forever. You know, every time somebody says it, I'm just like, I cringe. I cringe. So, uh... Von Miller on the Richard Sherman podcast. Did you hear what he had to say about Odell Beckham Jr.? I Odell did not. Beckham Jr. But let's be real, Von Miller said. Odell's coming to the Bills. He's coming to the Bills. It's already said and done. He's coming to the Bills. We're down a couple of receivers, man. What do you think, Key? Is he coming to the Bills?
4: I mean, I, if Von Miller said that that's what they're doing, then maybe that's what they're doing. I I think that the Rams would sign him back first, and he would want to stay in nice – Warm weather, rather than go out there with an AC. Jay knows because he has knee issues. That cold weather, and all of a sudden, think about it. He's coming from California because they're not going to sign him tomorrow, right? Whenever he's able to play, the weather's going to change in the in the Northeast, especially up in Buffalo. So you got issues with your knee, and you coming from the warm weather to go play in the cold immediately. Not you didn't sign there in the summer. You coming from the warm weather in October, November to going up to the northeast to play? Yeah,
3: I don't see it. That's the only thing, he, You know, you talk about recover. I mean, second second ACL tear, right? And Jay can speak to that. Second ACL tear, man. So, environment, coming back to cold, I can't tell you how many days I wake up and my knee is just hurting for no damn reason. Just when the weather starts to become slightly cool, right? You can feel the brisk. But when I'm in warm heated environments like it's easier for me to have better pop in my recovery time it's also factoring into this whole thing because it's quicker when i'm in hotter environments why do you think people who have injuries end up going down to florida or places of that sort you stay in california so that i, I get it though because josh allen is different i get what it looks like next to Diggs. But in the day, man, you got to factor in health into this thing too. That's why I think he'll probably end up staying in LA. Well,
2: the other question is, what kind of contract is he looking at? Is he looking at a one year, with a little, you know, yeah, they give him a one thing? year with a little bit of juice on the back end. Because for that key, a, does it doesn't really matter where he's playing. He's not going to be ready to go until later on. You know what I mean? Yeah,
4: it, it, it matters because his ability. He wants to play and be good at. It. He don't want to just collect the money. You know, like Jay said, the weather factors into some of this. Decision making, you what know, that's why at, people that have issues with joints and bones and stuff go to California, go to Florida, be in Palm Springs. They go to warm weather places.
2: They don't, they don't go from here to the cold. But what if he looks at what if he looks at Stafford or whatever the Rams goes? It's not that's not quite it right now. And then looks at the Bills and goes, Josh Allen, Young yup. and Digs just like Cooper Cup's going to get a lot sta- of attention. Stafford
4: played good last year. At times, he played good at times last year. And OBJ signed with the Rams.
1: Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the more tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap live radio. ESPN radio everywhere
8: you are. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
2: Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN U are everywhere. We're on your smart speakers, you can download the podcast, wherever there's radio. Eduardo Perez, ESPN Major League Baseball analyst, analyst with us now. Every pitch of the MLB playoffs is on ESPN radio. Coverage of the wild card begins today, 1130 Eastern, and continues all day. You'll hear Eduardo during every game of the World Series right here on ESPN radio. Good morning, Eduardo. Uh, good morning, and I, I just want to say
9: that I completely agree 100% with Keyshawn about moving down at least south. I went to Miami because my bones were starting to hurt up north, mm-hmm. so I agree with that. Oh, the joints are feel a lot better in the warm weather. <laughs> that's
5: for
9: sure. Yes,
4: that's why my old ass <laughs> likes California.
3: Yeah, it might make me think about moving down south. Trust me. I, I got to kick things off asking you as a, as the resident Mets fan here, What we've seen from DeGrom and Scherzer down the stretch, not good, right? Health-wise, do you think they will hold up?
9: Well, if you're a Met fan, you're hoping they hold up, right? No. Look, this is, you know, it's a different Max Scherzer than we've seen in the past. That's for sure. It's not the overpowering fastball that blows it by you up in the zone. This series he's given up a lot of home runs. I think that has a lot to do with, um, with him pitching more down in the zone and throwing a lot more sliders, he's got more spin on the baseball this year, analytically speaking. And I'm wondering if he's using that to try to say, okay, I can't be as predictable of you just hunting the fastball, the number one, because of it. So um, if, I'm the, if I'm the San Diego Padres, I continue to hunt the number one. I continue to try to bring him down in the zone. Uh, but Max Scherzer right now is, is uh, not the same pitcher and it's okay, he's still going to get outs, but he's that guy that signed that three-year, $130 million deal to pitch game one. And that's why Buck Showalter is putting him in there, and they're rolling the dice and hoping that if they win tonight, they can hold off on on uh, DeGrom and not pitch him in game two. And some people think it's a mistake, uh, but at the same time, you got one of the best pitchers in the world throwing game two, even if he has a slight blister. I saw him yesterday throw a bullpen in full uni, and he looked really good. Okay. So that's a good sign uh, for for the Mets. And we'll we'll find out a little bit more if it'll be Bassett or DeGrom, depending on the uh, the win or loss uh, of tonight of the Mets.
3: Hey, I saw Starling Marte out there catching some balls in the outfield. Uh, What do you think about his status? Will he be able to come back in this series? Because obviously he's pivotal, right?
9: (laughs) He's really pivotal. Uh, I don't think he's going to come back. I don't. I think the, the vibration of what happened there with the it's the right hand it's a throwing hand it's still stiff it still hurts it's a it's a, it's a sharp pain and they're going to miss him if he's not going to be activated for tonight and he doesn't play uh for this series they're going to miss him greatly because he's the guy that can handle any type of pitching uh velo a breaking ball type guy he works the counts he's a havoc on the bases he plays defense, at least defense, in right field. He's got the arm to control the guy from going first to third, from going second to home. He can win a game without even getting a hit in the game, and that's a major part of why the Mets aren't the same type of offense as they were earlier in the year.
4: Eduardo Perez, ESPN MLB analyst, joins us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Eddie, outside the Dodgers, who do you have – Favorite to come out of the NL,
9: the Braves. The Braves. I, you know what? Right now, I would probably have the Braves ahead of the Dodgers. Key, and I'm sorry to tell you that. Um, and you know, you look at the record of the Dodgers and what they've done this year; it's it's great. But I'm concerned about the back end of their rotation. I'm con- of of their bullpen. I'm. You know, yeah, they're they're strong with the one two three punch of Mookie Turner and, and Freddie, but. After that, I'm still a little, I'm still a little concerned of where is that somebody's going to have to step up in a major way in the postseason. You get better pitching, you're seeing better pitching in the postseason. The Atlanta Braves right now, um, what I saw against the Mets, it wasn't that the Mets played badly; it was that the Braves played better. They're that good in the bullpen. They throw strikes. They match up against any lineup. Their starting staff is legit. They go five innings. And then it's over. The, the finding of Rysel Iglesias, the trade that they made with the Angels, and getting Rysel Iglesias bridged and put everything together in that bullpen. Kenley Jansen's been better. Minter has been solid. You get Rysel to throw the seventh inning, I right, it's all over.
4: Keyshawn Johnson is no longer a fan of Eddie Pease. <laughs> uh,
9: but the,
7: blah,
2: joints blah, blah, blah. Good, we, Keyshawn,
9: the joints feel good,
2: Keyshawn. The joints feel good. Ed, Robert, can we just talk about the thing that everyone wants to talk about? And everyone wants to hear about bird? the mighty I'm all about New the York Yankees, the greatest franchise in the history of yeah. American team sport, 27-time world champion New York Yankees, who have a, you know just Aaron Judge has hit 62 home runs, came within a couple of hits of winning the Triple Crown. The starting pitching, Severino came back, throwing over 100 miles an hour, seven innings, no hit ball. Cole rounding into form, and Nestor Cortez has been magic all year, but the bullpen is thin right now after it was so good early. What are their chances? Uh, (laughs) Okay. Um, And that's why I side
9: in a a major way. You're right. They're missing a lot of their pieces. This is why they were so good early on. They're going to have to lean on their offense. And, you know, their offense also scares me because DJ LeMayhew um, can't really put a lot of pressure on that back leg of his to turn on pitches. Um, Are they going to still hit Judge? lead off the five days sometimes concerns me for day for players that have days off um you have Giancarlo Stanton has to step up and be the uh, be the superstar player that he has been in the postseason uh in the past and with five days guys been a little are hot recently though, though Eduardo he, he did it. a
2: bunch of home you, runs recently uh, yeah Stanton.
9: and then you take a week off they a football yeah. that's the problem you need to play you need that continuity and that's what what concerns me is Having those five days off for Giancarlo, is he going to be sharp? He has to be able to lay off the sliders. I think the first three pitches of the series will dictate how Giancarlo Stanton will be in the ALDS. Um, If he lays off a slider down and away and you see the take, you're like, okay, he's on. I was his hitting coach with the Marlins. That's what I always used to look at, his takes. Not so much his, his barreling of the swing in the zone. It's can he lay off that pitch out of the zone the bullpen definitely concerning the bright spot here is severino gave you seven strong shutout no hit innings in texas you got nasty Nestor and you got cole those three guys are going to have to eat up a lot of innings and play old school baseball to take the pressure away from the relievers
2: eduardo perez espn mlb Baseball MLB baseball, MLB analyst with us. Um, you can hear him on every game of the World Series right here on ESPN Radio. Thank you, Eduardo. Thanks for having me. Stay uh, the, keep those uh, joints loose. Yes, sir. Hey, every, MLB Baseball, every, that's a new league. MLB Baseball, start that that's right. Uh, by the way, no one used to say ML, MLB. is like a new thing. It always used to just be Major League Baseball. Every pitch of uh, MLB playoffs, of the MLB playoffs, <laughs> is on ESPN Radio. Coverage of the Wild Card begins today at 11.30 a.m. Eastern and continues all day. But, man, I love this time of year. This like When you start to get into October and you got mm-hmm. NBA revving up and getting ready to go mm-hmm. in the preseason and NFL in full swing and baseball <coughs> playoffs – to me, this is the best time of year for a sports fan. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. What well, Key doesn't even consider about another NFC North. Team.
1: From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now
8: playing
1: ESPN Media. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Live weekday morning, starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2.
0: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.